Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. <laughs> Greetings. Welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is across from me. Rob Satter's on the other side of the glass, and you're on the other side of the speaker system that you have at your location. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open uh, as soon as we get our guest uh, with uh, everything he's got to say. Everybody who has a... Oh, Whoop. good. You didn't turn my microphone on again. <laughs> Passive-aggressive Lawrence strikes again. It is not. It's a democratic <laughs> platform that we adopted last week. So all the people we irritated yesterday when they couldn't get through to us because of the phone problem, today they can call in and tell us how bad we were. Mute Mike, or mute, mute, mute Joe, that's what no, uh, Mute Joe's me, Mike. not the Joe who's on the phone. That's the Joe we want to hear from. Good morning, well, Commissioner. that's true. Yeah, we got to be clear about uh, which Joe we're talking about, says Joe Lundberg. Uh, Mr. Joe Kantz is on the line. He's the chairman of the Snyder County Commissioners. We asked for and received an update from him, so good morning, Joe, thanks for calling in today. Good morning. Thank you, uh, both of you. And I actually have a special guest with me today as well, uh, the Snyder County Elections Director, uh, hot off her first election in the uh, June primary, and she's done a wonderful job for Snyder County residents already. Uh, Debbie Bilger is with me as well. All right. Well, thank you so much, Debbie, for joining us also. Yes, indeed. And uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, we hear a lot about mail-in elections and uh, not doubt, but just unanswered questions about the election, maybe more so than usual. Joe, walk us through your confidence that uh, Snyder County's uh, lining up to run a safe and secure and efficient uh, election coming up. Sure. Well, um, you know, I, I've had this conversation many, many times, uh, guys, with uh, residents in the county, you know, is it safe to vote by mail? What should we do? There's a lot of questions out there because a lot of folks, obviously, are getting um, pieces mailed to them from various parties and groups and PACs, and they just, uh, there's a lot of people very confused right now as to what to do and what not to do, so we felt it was important. Uh, I know, uh, Mark, you let you uh, hooked me up with somebody on the radio uh, couple weekends ago to get some things out over the weekend, uh, some pieces of mail that were confusing folks, mm-hmm. and uh, we just thought it'd be important to get on this, on this morning and share some thoughts and uh, some do's and don't do's uh, about the upcoming election. So, uh, you know, I mean, let's start with mail-in ballots. Uh, a lot of people are asking, you know, do I have to vote by mail? And uh, let, me, let me get Debbie in here a little bit, since she's uh, dealing with uh, a lot of the phone calls that are coming in on a daily basis. Uh, Debbie, do do folks have to vote by mail? No, they do not have to vote by mail. Um, If a voter uh, chooses to vote by mail, what they would do is they would uh, call in and request a Pennsylvania application for a mail-in ballot, and uh, they would fill out that application. We would process it, and then uh, once the ballots are ready to be mailed, we would send that voter their ballot. However, uh, they do not have to choose that option. 
Uh, as of today, all 25 precincts will be open on Election Day, November 3rd. What, what are the security measures that are taken with respect to the mail-in ballot? After I request it, you mail it to me. How do you verify that it's actually me that sent it in? Well, Joe, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't have a voter ID system in Pennsylvania that is maybe as good as it should be. Uh, I've heard some wonderful stories in other countries, uh, even developing countries, where, you know, like you, we've all seen, like in Iraq, where people would dip their finger in the, and we guarantee there was only one vote for that person. Uh, some folks uh, in other countries have an Irish scan for their eyes, but in, in the United States, we do, not, we do not have that type of technology uh, working for us yet, but one of the things that we do use is the signature, and that signature is very important because anyone who gets and requests a mail-in ballot, when they have to mail their ballot back into the county elections office, they are required to sign the outer envelope uh, with their signature, and that signature is then verified and cross-referenced with the signature that is on file in the state election system, what's called the SHORE system. Uh, we take those signatures very seriously in, in our county to make sure that we can verify that that voter is the voter who sent in that ballot. Many times people's signatures have changed over the years. I look at mine when I was in high school and I look at mine today, they're vastly different. What do you do when you detect that there is a difference between the signature that was on file and the one that's on the uh, envelope? Uh, Debbie, do you want to answer that? I actually have a very good example. Uh, yesterday we received a mail-in ballot application and the signature actually on that application did not look like the signature that was in our voter registration records. Uh, so what we did at that point was we actually called that voter and uh, asked them to complete a new voter registration form so that we could uh, take a look at that signature again and uh, indeed verify that it was that particular voter. And it sounds to me like, Joe, it uh, sounds like I need to do that because I, you're right. I know my signature, uh, since the time I've become a commissioner, when I sign it about 500 times a day, <laughs> has gotten uh, much more like a doctor's signature than it used to be. <laughs> Yeah, mine too. It's You couldn't tell who I was from the way I signed my name. <laughs> Through all the processes that you've had with the mail-in voting so far, did you ever detect any fraud or somebody was deliberately trying to uh, game the system in any way? So that is a very good question, Mark, and I'll tell you how important that question is. Uh, we have commissioners meeting coming up at 930 today, and we are actually today planning to uh, hire a handwriting expert going back to the reason being going back to the primary election this is one problem that i have with the current mail-in ballot system uh... it appears and this is purely speculation on my part and the part of three three of three folks in our elections office uh... it's funny though because as we tabulated the write-in ballots on a, the a day after the election as we do every election uh, it was very obvious to three different people individually on their own accord that it appeared that there were multiple ballots that were mailed in to the county with write-in votes that appeared to be in the same person's handwriting. Now, this is a great concern that I have with mail-in ballots. And uh, as we've reviewed the law and studied the law, it appears as though there is nothing right now that we can do about it, but we are going to hire a handwriting expert to get more verification as to whether or not 
our assumptions are correct. Uh, my belief and the belief of many in the legislature, and I've spoken to many of them and testified before the legislature about this issue, is that one vote to one voter. One voter should get one vote. Not one voter should get a ballot to give to someone else who fills out 40 or 50 ballots for everyone else. That's not how our system is made, and that's not what the intent of the mail-in ballot system is for. But harvesting is one of the complaints the president has that could lead to voter fraud, right? That's correct, and unfortunately, Joe, I can't talk much, very much about that right now because, as many folks know, we are involved in a lawsuit, as every county in Pennsylvania is, and some other states now, uh, with the Trump campaign and the Democratic Party as well. Tell us about the Republican National Committee mailing out ballots to homes where they knew an individual had died. How much confusion did that prompt in Snyder County? Well, I've actually reached out to the RNC about that issue, Mark, and I can tell you that they had no idea that the person had passed away. They were utilizing the system that the state maintains. So, um, you know, if unfortunately, you know, as, as often happens in life, folks do pass on. Uh, but uh, the state system is sometimes behind. Uh, we do our very, very best at the county level to maintain those, uh, those systems and uh, cross-reference with the obituaries to make sure that we do not have uh, those folks on our voter rolls. But it does happen. And uh, that was called out, I think, before the last election, uh, where thousands of folks were designated as uh, deceased. Do you, is there some kind of mechanism, Joe, to make sure you get that information other than you're reading the obituary columns and the local papers? Well, I'll let Debbie speak to that because she's the one that actually uh, oversees that work. Uh, we actually receive notifications from the Department of Health uh, and, of course, as well as uh, information that we receive from uh, newspapers and uh, obituaries that we see. So people are purged from the, the voter rolls as they pass on. Uh, for the most part, you, you try to keep up with that as much as you can. Joe, did this? Was there any confusion associated with this postcard that was mailed out? Some of it, of course, was mailed to dead people, but a lot of them went to live people too. Did that cause any additional confusion? Um, no, I don't think any more than normal, Mark. Um, you know, obviously, people were a little upset if they received something that. And the problem is, you know, the, the parties, both parties, and, and groups as well, PACs, uh, political action committees, oftentimes, and most often, put Debbie's name on as the elections director, is the, the uh, clearinghouse to send all of those items, which is the proper thing to do. But that, in turn, of course, makes people think that the county sent out those, uh, those postcards or, or paraphernalia, which is not the case. We, we do not mail out things like that on a regular basis. Uh, there's been some talk that we may have to mail out things from the Department of State in the future, but that has yet to be seen. Um, but Mark, there, there is one item that's really important that I want to get to just so we don't run out of time, and that is the confusion that many people are calling in and saying, I've been told that I have to vote by mail. That is not accurate. Uh, we, as Debbie said, we have 25 voting precincts in, in Snyder County, and we plan to have all 25 precincts open again in the fall, just like we did in the spring. And uh, it actually will confuse folks and make it more difficult and make the lines longer 
if people want to vote in person but choose to get a mail-in ballot just in case they think that maybe the coronavirus gets worse and we have to shut down the polls, we will not be shutting down the polls. Uh, I mean, the governor might try that. I, I don't think that he would, would try something so uh, onerous. But, uh, you know, polls were always open back in the pandemic of 1918 and will be open as well. And we'll do everything we can to protect everyone. I tell everybody we'll, we'll have it safe, as safe as going to the grocery store, if not safer. We've already got all of our PPEs and everything lined up for our poll workers, just like we did in the primary. And uh, it will be safe to go vote. And, uh, and it was safe to vote in June. We, we followed everyone, made sure everybody was safe afterwards, and all was well. What kind of precautions will you be taking during the day? I know you'll have things set up clean, but what kind of ongoing precautions will you be taking for those who wish to vote in person? Georgia. Well, like we did in the spring, we'll have plenty of hand sanitizers as people walk in. We encourage people to use that. We'll encourage people to wear masks. As everybody knows, it was a hot issue in the, in the primary. We cannot require folks to wear masks, but we will encourage them to do so. Of course, you know, the governor has his own orders out on that right now. Um, and then, of course, we're wiping down surfaces. We've got sneeze guards in front of our poll book workers and, uh, you know, we're doing everything we can do to keep folks safe. Any additional measures being taken in the era of COVID? Testing individuals, anything along that line, or quarantines, anything like that? So um, one of the things that we did after the primary, Mark, was uh, we kept a very close eye uh, on... Now, <laughs> it's kind of a touchy subject because, you know, there's only one person in each county that is uh, allowed to see... Who has, uh, who has been tested positive for COVID-19. So we had to very carefully make sure that we did not know the person's name and uh, by address, we would check to make sure that no one in that household voted uh, in person to make sure that uh, our poll workers were not in jeopardy. And uh, all went well, and we were very fortunate. And we'll do that again in the fall to make sure because we want to protect all of our poll workers as they are essentially volunteers for two days a year to make sure that the American voting process goes off without a hitch. You mentioned earlier about the actions you take or the steps you take with respect to people who have died uh, getting them off the voter rolls, but what about people who just haven't voted in a while? Do you automatically take them off after a certain period of time? And if, if there are listeners out there who haven't voted within the last X number of years, should they double check to make sure they're registered before the fall voting? Well, Joe, they absolutely should double-check, and, and you can do that online, Debbie, if I'm not mistaken. It's, uh, yes, the website is votes, dot com. And, and I would encourage everyone that's not sure, if you haven't voted in a long time, I would absolutely encourage you to go to that website, votespa.com, to make sure that you are registered to vote. And if you're not, then by all means, you can register, I believe, right on that site, Debbie. Yes, you may register right on that site. So, I mean, registering to vote today is very easy compared to what it's been in the past, and uh, everyone should do it. And uh, like like we tell everybody at our family reunions, Mark and Joe, if you're going to complain, you better be registered to vote, and you better vote. <laughs> Good advice. I thought you meant about the potato salad or something like that. <laughs> you better have a better recipe if, if you're going to complain. All right, uh, Joe, we'll give you an open mic. Debbie, you too. Anything additional to add as it relates to running up to the November election? 
Well, and, and I, I didn't finish my thought there. If you're planning to vote in person, please do not request the mail-in ballot because the way the law is written today, and this could change until November, but the way the law is written today, Act 12 was passed for the COVID-19 pandemic, and that allows mail-in ballot receivers to surrender their ballot at the poll if they decide to vote in person. That, in the November election, will cause drastic lines to occur. You will have to surrender your ballot, sign an affidavit, and then receive a new ballot at the poll live in person. So, by all means, if you plan to vote in person, please don't go through the process of voting by mail and then changing your mind because it will cause great delays. And the last thing we need in a, in a November presidential election is to cause any unnecessary delays at the polls because obviously people are busy. We want them to get in, get out, and move on and, and secure their vote. We will do that, of course. But, uh, by, but by all means, if you cannot get to the polls, then use the vote-by-mail option. We encourage everyone to do that as well. Joe, that begs, begs a question. If I request that write-in ballot and then don't fill it out but show up at the voting polls on that election day to vote, is there something there that would indicate to, uh, to the poll workers that I had requested a mail-in ballot? Yes, Joe, that is a great question. And absolutely, that would be indicated in the poll book, which the poll workers would see right away. And then that voter, if once you request a mail-in ballot, whether you return it or not, if you go to vote in person, you will only be able to vote provisionally by a provisional ballot. And that ballot, that provisional ballot determination will happen later in the week on one thing that happens with mail-in ballots. Someone can try and vote by mail and then try and vote in person, and we will catch you if you try and do that. Joe, would you favor going to ma universal mail-in balloting where ballots are mailed to every registered voter without requests? Uh, personally, Mark, I don't like the mail-in ballot system. I think that election day is election day, not election season. Uh, this is not hunting season. This is election day. And it's made our country very special over the years. And that's why I have, I have always been in favor of election day in person, we do everything we can to maintain that uh, security, and we will continue to do that, and we'll do whatever the state requires us to do with the mail-in ballots. A lot of things have gone by the wayside that made America special. Penny candy and <laughs> horse and buggy and so on. But uh, well, we, There's a lot of horse and buggies around here. Mark. Well, that's true. Yeah, we've made some progress, though, for uh, vehicular transportation. Joe, you have an open mic. I think they're more progressive than we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the original uh, conservatives. So no argument there. All right. Thank you so much, Joe. You have an open mic to talk about this. Tell Debbie, contact the newsroom anytime if she needs something on the radio. We appreciate your updates. Thanks for your help. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Debbie, thank you. Uh, Debbie Bilger is the Director of Elections. You heard her voice occasionally through that uh, segment. And Joe Kantz, Snyder County Commissioner Chairman, and uh, serves on the election board uh, during the uh, running of an election, as long as it's an election that he's not one of the candidates in it. So, uh, Joe, keeping us up to date uh, with that. You're listening to On the Mark, KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, we're going to flip to open phones. we got an open line at the moment, 1-800-795-955. Five, six, five. Got some texts and emails to sift through. We'll do that. Uh, they were sent to 
on the mark at WKOK.com and 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Welcome back. Not what I'm thinking of. (laughs) we got a caller on the line. Bobby D., you're on the mark. We're talking about the election and trying to prevent fraud. What's on the mind? Uh, Yes, you know, uh, I'm going to say years ago when I couldn't get to Sunbury to vote, what, uh, what I would do is I would, of course, get an absentee ballot, and I had to register for that through the, uh, I'm going to say, the voter uh, registration, and then that was uh, placed in a special category. And then either I could uh, drop it off, you know, before Election Day at the, uh, I'm going to say, the voting center or just mail it in. But at that point, I had to uh, register. So, I mean, you know, those in the military and those who aren't, aren't around, of course, you know, that type of system's been in around for a while. It was just not on a on a big basis like they want it done now. Oh, I see. Okay, so you always had an opportunity to do absentee balloting in yes. Pennsylvania without yes. uh, the modern mail-in system anyway. Yes. And that worked successfully for you? You were able to cast yes. a ballot? Okay. Yes. And no, no dilemmas, no fraud, nothing like that? No. Well, maybe we no, should because go. I think each, you, know, you know, because I think each of the county, you know, the county offices and that have a, uh, um, you know, once it gets to the, uh, that, you know, particular uh, voters registration area, and that uh, they they had a special, and, and then, of course, they were counted. I think there was a, a time period, uh, you know, after the official, you know, election day, but, it, you know, at that point, they were uh, categorized as absentee ballots. I got gotcha. you. Okay. All right, we got you. you. Well, thank you. Yeah, appreciate all that information. Yeah, very helpful. Uh, Absentee balloting still being used to these days. One of our good listeners says, Mr. Kantz is 100% right. There's one election day, not election season. There should be no voting early ever, says Stan. Okay, well, Stan's got a point. You know, I think it is Election Day for hundreds of years in this country. People have had to show up on the day of the election and cast their ballots. Yeah, but people are busier. We certainly, it would be capable of doing fraud-free voting by mail. Of course, voting is... Well, what's the next logical step? 
I call you up, I call voters at home and say, listen, if you were going to go out and vote today, or if you were going to request a mail-in ballot, who would you vote for? Oh, the next oh, step Mr. is Smith, voting okay. online, which is we should be able to do that. Download the Snyder County app yes, and vote online. Yes, just like online. yesterday, the um, council meeting in Sunbury got canceled because Zoom went down for several hours. Let's put all of our faith in electronics. So you think Zoom is the same as an app? Well, it is an app. <laughs> Joe. It is an app. Joe, Joe, Joe. Mark, 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 where are you going? So you're saying that the uh, Snyder, saying, Snyder County election app would go down on the day of. I'm saying that it's tried and true, going into the polling place and casting your vote. Mm-hmm. They have the mechanism. It's all Our whole system has been set up that way. You know, obviously, we didn't anticipate the capacity to vote uh, electronically in the 1700s, but there was mail back then. And mm-hmm. actually, I could make you an argument that the mail was much more reliable and much more dependable in the 1920s, 1890s, 1900s, right. 20s, 30s, and 40s than it is today. It's declined in your view, right? Well, it's just not as aggressive. I can remember when I was a kid, we had morning mail and we had afternoon mail. Oh, I remember he used to come more than <laughs> twice. Right. Sometimes three, three times. Three times a day. And, you know, I, I spent my entire youth checking the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my father had an insurance business in the home. and. <laughs> That was always an exciting time. Postman's here again. It means back for the next round. Yeah. You know, so we, we're all set up. We're set up to, to vote in person. Mail-in balloting today is going to be a little trickier than it ever was before. Certainly, if we just send out the ballots willy-nilly to anybody, that's a serious Universal potential voting. problem. That's a good system. Well, we have it right now. You register, you go in and vote. So should we eliminate registration well, is, to vote? Should we just let everybody have a say? You're concerned about matching up signatures, but that's how we identify people at the polling place. Why is that not racked with fraud? Well, because you can ask the person for other identification when they're standing right in front of you, Mark. How's well, that for an answer? Well, and to answer my own question, <laughs> when I go to my polling place, they recognize me and say, okay, there's Mark, you know, Lawrence, he's a worthless announcer. He's in the uh, D, D book. Well, they don't always know you. Sometimes they have to bring in people from other polling places. To, rec- to, help to identify out. me? No, no, I mean to help. You know, sometimes the person. Oh, I know. Really I'm, I'm saying that's not fail safe. I'm just saying that's. It. I, I don't get embarrassed when they say to me, "Who are you?" I don't say, "Well, you should know who I am. I'm the mayor." No, I'm happy to tell them who I am and provide proof of it. <laughs> I'm a uh, stu- I am the head of Pima's volcanic reaction. <laughs> I heard it on the radio. <laughs> All right. I'll explain that bad joke after the news. You're listening to WK, okay, Sunberg. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please go to sunburymotors.com. Do as I've done. Build a Ford F-150 that's got Lawrence written all over it. So 
It's a big Raptor truck. It's about 80 grand, but I'll tell you what, it has everything, including comes with a boat. So please check it out. But you can make a more reasonable vehicle, sedan and SUV, tons of vehicles, less than $20,000 that are ultra reliable. So please, sunburymotor.com is the place to go if you have an unmet need in terms of vehicular transportation. Our toll-free line now open, 1-800-795-9565. We talked about mail-in voting and the safety of uh, the election coming up in Snyder County. A lot of this holds true in all of the counties around here. 100% safe to vote in person at a polling place. Mail-in voting is an option, and as you heard, uh, the county and election director pulling out all the stops to make sure everything is safe, secure, uh, fraud-free, and available to anybody who wishes to cast a ballot coming up. Our toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. We have another night of uh, convention finished now, Republican National Convention. Uh, The president's going to speak at every night of the convention, and uh, Melania Trump is one of the scheduled speakers for tonight, so a lot of people looking forward to her remarks this evening. You are welcome to email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236, as we see a couple of folks uh, have done this morning. So we appreciate uh, you sending us messages in that manner. In the news, 10 New Valley COVID-19 cases have been confirmed by the State Department of Health, including six new Northumberland County cases, five, check that, two new cases in Snyder County, no new cases in Monter County and Union County, where the renewed outbreak at the Lewisburg Federal Pen continues, uh, two new cases in Union County, 361 overall in Union County. The rapid spread throughout Union County seems to have subsided uh, somewhat uh, with the latest numbers. If you want the state's businesses to grow, hire more people, be competitive, and wear a mask. And that's the recipe for success in Pennsylvania, says President and CEO Gene Barr. He says that when Governor Tom Wolf announced the mask requirement for businesses, it means the chamber had to step up and make sure that they got some additional information out there, so the chamber launched hashtag why I wear it. The burden was put on our members to enforce that. Their licenses are at risk. So let's lay aside for the moment how people feel about masks. We need it to happen because the burden is on our folks to enforce this. Barr said the simple act of wearing a mask is one way of helping businesses stay in compliance and preserve their license to operate. You can hear lots more about why I wear it at uh, WKOK.com. Gene Barr, who is an acquaintance of Mr. Joe McGranahan, was on a recent WKOK Sunrise program. A Turbotville woman now being charged after a three-year-old's drowning death earlier this month. Milton State Police say 23-year-old Brittany Bridges faces felony charges of involuntary manslaughter and endangering the welfare of a child. Uh, There are several elements of negligence, they said, in that household prior to the child's death. A rally in support of uh, President Donald Trump, military personnel in the USA, first responders, health care workers, and the United States of America itself. That rally coming up this Saturday in Sealands Grove. Snyder County GOP is holding it. But, of course, it's not just Republicans who hold up those uh, great categories of Americans. Uh, But everybody 
everybody is invited. Snyder County GOP hosting the rally 10 a.m. to noon at the intersection of Routes 522 and 204 between Wise Markets and Coles Hardware. Everybody of either party is also welcome to bring their own sign or flag, and there will be Trump 2020 flags available for purchase for a suggested donation. Also, a voter registration drive will be held at that event. So if you haven't registered uh, to vote, uh, bring your voter ID and away you go. All right. It's not legal to ask for that, is it? No. (laughs) Uh, Finally, I forgot to have one more story. Of course you do. Teachers and parents got a brief glimpse of a pandemic-era nightmare yesterday when Zoom, the video conferencing service, went on and off uh, throughout the day and the evening. Uh, Zoom nowadays powers everything from distance learning to business meetings to municipal meetings to casual, socially distant family get-togethers. It all went dead on and off yesterday for roughly two and a half hours Monday morning and several times during the day later and in the evening. Many users were unable to load the Zoom website. The timing was less than ideal while many schools across the U.S. were starting online instruction and the Monday night meetings of municipalities were affected. City of Sunbury had a glitch that would not permit them to do last night's city council meeting in Sunbury when Zoom went offline. (laughs) Who was it that was just on the phone says we're too too dependent on technology? Well, I, I said it. <laughs> oh, never mind. It was you. Never mind. I'm sorry. Well, somebody was on the phone at the time. Yeah, somebody was on the phone at the time. But seriously, it is, it, it's a concern, you know. And great, what? Zoom is a wonderful program. I mean, really, we the State Mayor's Association uses it. Um, the Chamber of Commerce uses it. You know, we've had our transportation. Oh, my gosh. Moody's I haven't up, been on Zoom on in Zoom. almost four hours. Geez. Right. I mean, it, it's an excellent program. It works very well. And in many ways, in, in some ways, I'll say, not in many ways, but in some ways it beats an in-person meeting because people can have all their data there in front of them. You know, they can share it, share it, you know, and on the screen. There are just a lot of good ways to run a meeting by Zoom. But when Zoom stops working, then you've got a problem. You know, the alternative was the old program that the Mayor's Association used to use was called GoToMeeting.com, and that was just on phone lines. Okay. You know, so you could all be on the phone a line, but conference you, you call couldn't see. That's we have just a big conference call. Now it's, we use Zoom, and it's much, much better. But when it stops working, and that's why I suggest you get out and vote in person, because that's what we're set up to do. And one of our texters says, I'm with you, Joe. Get out and vote, people. It's not just your right, it's your duty. If you will be gone from your polling place, vote absentee. Otherwise, if you can go to the store, you can go to the polls. What's wrong with you people? People have died and are dying around the world just for the right to do this. Very eloquently and strongly worded. I like I like mailing so much easier. It's 100% safe. You don't have to encounter individuals nor put them at risk. Uh, and of course, the Pennsylvania. At first, I thought it was a cumbersome system that the state legislature outlined. But I, I think there's genius in it, really, because there's so many fail safes along the way, and much more information needed to vote by mail than you do if you just register in person or and, and show up in person. So I think mail-in voting is is here to stay. The way Pennsylvania is doing it, and fun. I agree with you about the way Pennsylvania is doing it. And then Commissioner Canson answered the questions. Debbie Browse, they both had great answers to the questions. Obviously, they've given it a lot of thought, and they are prepared. And I, I like the safeguards that are in place in Snyder County. But that's not this universal balloting where they just send it out. You actually have to request a mail-in ballot. Yeah, we talked about the fact right. that yesterday so, we don't really love that system. No, so but we do. This system is okay. But getting out and voting in person. Is 
is best. Well, we should no. We should get rid of polling places. Everybody oh, okay. vote by mail. That would be a really good way to go. How long have you had this fever? <laughs> <laughs> All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We do have a telephone number. We have an unsigned email right in the middle there, Joe. It said the absentee ballot system used to require an excuse, and if you were excused and you changed, you were actually able to vote in person. Your absentee ballot could have been challenged. This changed with the mail-in ballot system, which is essentially a no-excuse absentee ballot. I don't know anyone who is opposed to the old absentee ballot system. I agree. I don't either. Right. Yeah, and I would have qualified because we were. Uh, extra hours on election day, so uh, sometimes it might be difficult for me to vote, but I was able to, I never did vote absentee, and I was able to vote in person. And you scored with another uh, listener, bingo, Mark! In-person voting cannot be fraught with fraud because the system is set up so that your local poll workers know you or know of you, plus you cannot take another person into the voting booth with you unless you have a disability and have filled out the proper form to allow for that. One vote, one voter. Gotcha. Yeah, good system. Yeah, it's a good system we got in Pennsylvania. So uh, I, I think they take great pains to make sure that the mail-in voting is safe and fraud-free. And, of course, voting in person, there is the recognition factor. That's just an aside. But, uh, there, you know, there is, when I walk up to the table, they have the book open and it's turned around. It's ready for me to sign because they know I'm a menace from way back. So I'm going to have questions. <laughs> so they're ready for me. Do you feel unsafe voting in person? I mean, would you feel unsafe? Do you think you're going to get COVID virus Joe, by going I, to vote? I, I don't feel unsafe anywhere. You know, a lot of people are, are, won't go to the That's store. That's because you're packing half the time. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to shoot the virus. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't really feel unsafe a lot of times with the virus, but I'm not super sensitive to it. But some people are. Uh, I know my mother, who is in her 80s, is very cognizant of this and not nervous isn't the right word, but... Uh, uh, tries to be as safe as humanly possible and still live her Given life. Given her age, she takes reasonable precautions. So Right? Uh, yeah. and Nothing uh, unreasonable. I never really feel unsafe. So I don't feel unsafe voting in person. But we do know that in our communities, there is a very slight amount of what they call community spread that isn't associated with an institution, a prison, a nursing home, or anything. It's a slight amount of institutional sp- or community spread. A- and so there is a slight risk that I could somehow contract coronavirus and take it to the polling place. But of course, you're safe distancing, you're sanitizing, you're wearing your mask, you're doing everything you can. But uh, so, no, I don't feel unsafe going to the polling places. But if you want to hedge your bet and be 100% safe, don't go there. Vote by mail. It's a fabulous system. It's fraud free. It's easy, quick, efficient. You get to ponder over your choices as long as you wish to. My lovely bride can say, Mark, if you vote for him, I'm leaving. You know, things like that can be said. She can walk into the room and say, Mark, before you mail that ballot in, I want to see it. I want to see who you voted for. If my lovely bride says that, <laughs> I guess I have to do it. But Well, no, you don't. Oh, I don't. Okay. It says you. <laughs> it says the man who doesn't have to live here with me. Okay. Well, so, seriously, don't you think that's a problem? Someone no, could I put pressure on you to vote a certain way, even though you don't feel that way? I Someone else know. can see your vote before you cast it? I think other people have had help at the polling places for a long time. I know one household where before... One person in that household goes to the poll. She says to the other one, 
um, this isn't at my house, she says to the other one, I don't know anything about these judicial candidates. I don't know any of these commissioners. I don't know, is our congressman doing a good job? I don't know any of this stuff. Help me out here. Give me your opinion. Well, that w- could sway somebody towards, you know, voting a certain way. So I think Well, it's fine. They asked for it. They said, give me your opinion. Tell me. Give so me you're, some help. So you're afraid somebody might impose on right. somebody at if a house. Right. If I come in you and say, Mark... Did you get a ballot? Who are you voting for, Mark? So Tell you me. you get your son Mike's ballot, and you say, well, Mike, I'll fill this out for you. I know, I know the right I'd be happy to, to fill out his ballot, because I know he's <laughs> not voting my way. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a Democrat? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that explains that. Okay. So we'll take calls on this. Uh, we're almost to the first break, so we'll do so. We'll read uh, uh, one. E- do we have any emails that relate to mailing? I'm not certain. Or texts? Any of these relate to mailing citizens? Yes, uh, Mark. People have always been busy in this country on Election Day, but but considered voting is the most important thing a citizen in this constitutional republic can do. Uh, The citizens can make time and get off their butts and get to the polls and do their job. The polls are open for over 12 hours, so there's no problem. All right. Well said. Thank you so much. We'll take more callers and comments and texts and uh, uh, visitors on the email in basket. Send us a note. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Hey, we want you to do something. That, what is uh, it we want you to do? I know you've done it before. We want you to do it again. Visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory online. Absolutely everything you can do at the Sunbury Motor Company, you can make arrangements to do online. If you need a part for your truck or your car, even if it's a great big 18-wheeler, they have it at their parts department, and they would just love to hook you up with that part, and it can be mailed to you, or you can come and pick it up. It can all be done contact-free. You pay for it. Uh, telephonically or electronically, and you don't have to go there in person. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, select your perfect vehicle, purchase it online right from your home. They'll even give you a value for your trade-in based on the information that you provide for them. So the Sunbury Motor Company do an online auto sales, and of course, now that we're in the green phase everywhere around here, you are permitted to do online sales. I haven't been on a car lot in almost 72 hours, but I'll tell you what, I looked at some of the vehicles. Uh, the inventory of brand-new vehicles slightly lower than some years now because uh, folks are doing a little clawback from missing the opportunity to buy vehicles and are purchasing everything in sight. But they still have access to absolutely every type of Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln that you might want. Plus, they got hundreds of pre-owned vehicles that are uh, 
quite literally in perfect condition and have been fixed up, checked out, and ready to go. SunburyMotors.com is your starting point, whether it's over to the quick lane or the parts shop or the body shop or the nitrogen shop, you name it. They'll pump you up with nitrogen is one of the things they do. SunburyMotors.com. Are you okay, They have buddy? a nitrogen shop? They do. I'm it's impressed. A special, it's a special shop. Yes. Okay. They set it up for me, actually, and they pump me up. Uh, this text right here relates to voting. Right. It says, good morning. They already make voting hard enough. By making Tuesdays the day to vote, it's meant to keep voters away. Really? <laughs> I never heard that one before. In what way? Tuesday's probably the quietest day for retailers and other businesses. I don't know why they always pick Tuesday, but, but you know, it seemed reasonable to me. It's a, a decent yeah, day. Probably because it's not Monday. You know, you, you have Monday to prepare. For example, in the counties, they would take the election machines out to the polling place places on Monday and get them all set up. Yeah, well, so they I got one day to prepare. I don't, I don't know. know. Why is it Tuesday? What's well, constitutional? But it was signed by, signed by Bob. So, Bob, if you would tell, tell us again why you think Tuesday makes it so Well, difficult. maybe he always works 12 hours on Tuesdays. Well, that, yeah, it's a work day, but they're open from 7 o'clock in the morning till what, 8 o'clock at night? I well, mean, maybe that's his shift. Maybe he's a nurse and that's his shift. 7 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night, that's 13 hours? Our polls close at 8 p.m. <laughs> that's right. You get that extra hour at the end. Well, right. So, I'm, I, I'm, I don't think anybody works at 13. Well, maybe they do if they pull a Double. Then you'd have to vote absentee. Well, if you knew you were working at that out those hours at that time, yes, you would. You know that would be something. If you were scheduled to work a thirteen or fourteen hour day that encompassed the time of voting, certainly there should be a mechanism of allowing you to have an, a mail-in ballot. No argument there. There you go. There's one that relates to balloting. Okay. Uh, Mike Bowling says, I think the United States Post Office getting drug into this vote-by-mail issue while making minor changes to the postal system, which has been going on for decades, is a smokescreen to hide the true problem of ballot harvesting. Don't try to blow off the issue about ballot harvesting. It appears it was already used in California to throw out two U.S. congressmen from Orange County. Oh, that's ridiculous. Ballot harvesting is not an issue. It is an issue. I know. I'm just kidding. He told me not to say that. So, so I'm trying to be defiant. You're being a contrarian this morning. Right. Well, uh, you're not looking at this one. No, we have a caller on the line. You said callers come first. Right. No argument there. So okay. Jerry's on the line. I did say that. 1-800-795-9565. If we have somebody named Tom out there that would like to join Jerry on the line. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yes, my name is Jerry Myers, and I live in Tucson, Arizona, eight months of the year, and four months of the year I live in Pennsylvania. I think this discussion on mail-in voting, uh, voting is kind of interesting because we've been doing it for years in Arizona, and we don't have any trouble. Another thing, we had our primary elections this last August. Because we were able to mail in our ballot, we were able to do primary elections. If we were not able to mail in a ballot, we wouldn't have been able to participate in the mail-in uh, or in the uh, primary elections. If you have to do it all over the time by being in person, I would have never been able to do my primary uh, voting this last year. Because you were so in I Pennsylvania. Think uh, I think it's important that we allow everybody to vote in all of the different elections, primaries and general elections, and I think mail-in voting makes it a lot more easy for everybody because of travel to be able to vote all of the time. So your primary, your primary residence is not in Pennsylvania, right? 
No. But when you're uh, but in, one of the voting, one of the times that we vote, you're here in the state. Well, this year, yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I live in Arizona, but my primary was in August. I'm in Pennsylvania in August. Okay. And so, uh, I would not have been able to participate in the primary balloting if because I wouldn't have been in Arizona. Where will you be in November? I'll be back in Arizona. So will you vote in person there, or will you, or will you vote by mail? Joe. I'll vote by mail because it's much easier. Okay. You don't feel like it's going to the polls is a good idea, huh? Oh, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> I say there's two alternatives. Okay. You can go to the polls if you want to, but we can also mail in, and I think you should be able to do either one. I don't think there will be any fraud whatsoever. I think that's an excuse. An excuse for what, if I may ask? Well, he's, if he if the president feels he's going to lose, he's going to claim it's going to be fraud because all of the mail-in balloting caused him to lose to the election. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, he was ready to say that. He was ready to say that. He was ready to say that three years ago, but then he accidentally won, so it kind of worked out for him. Well, accidentally, I don't agree with that. Now, do you I have? It was a. Now, do you have to but request think, this ballot? Uh, do you have to request this ballot? I think mail-in balloting is good. It's a good alternative. Okay, but I think you, you should be able to do both. Do you have to request this ballot in Arizona, or do they send it to you automatically? They send it to us because we register uh, in either party. So every registered and voter gets a, a ballot, Go whether they show up in person or not, right? So what what safeguards are there to make sure you don't vote twice? Because. When you vote by mail, your name is checked off the list, and you can't vote by person. You've but, already voted. But they, you, you're allowed to vote. Uh, your ballot can be postmarked several days before or after, right? I mean, you don't have a certain oh, day. Preferably after. before. That's the only way you can get everything in there and get counted on time. If you voted by mail on Election Day, obviously it's not going to be available to to be counted on election day. That's the president's point. Some places are allowing two or three days after the election for the ballots to be postmarked. Oh, I don't think that should be allowed. I think there should be a deadline for when you can mail in your ballot. I agree with you on that. Oh, yeah, no argument there. All right, thank you so much, Jerry. Yeah, I appreciate thanks. the insights. Thanks, thanks for joining us here in Pennsylvania at least four months out of the year. Come back and spend the rest of the year here. I was here. just going to say that. <laughs> thank you so much, Jerry. Appreciate well, the call. Well, I'll tell you what. When you're sitting here in your snow and cold, <laughs> I'm sitting on my deck in Pennsylvania or in uh, Arizona having a good outside meal. Oh, good for you. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're Send us a picture. <laughs> part of the good, the Arizona Travel Bureau right. is going to be getting some contact. Okay, thank you so much much. Uh, let's see. Well, that's that's uh, voter-related right, right there. Our friend JB says, Mark and Joe, good morning. Here's yet another reason for potential voter fraud. At one time, the walking list of voters in Sunbury. One person had not lived at an address for 15 years. That person had moved to West Virginia. Another person had not lived at another address for seven years. This person lived just one block away and on the same street from the voter noted above. The current persons of address receiving the ballot could submit the ballot for the candidate of their choice. How often does this happen nationwide? Yeah, great questions all. Yeah, and I think um, 
the voter rolls get purged from time to time if you're if you don't participate. So that should have captured both of those cases, but didn't. Right. So something went. So the awry. question becomes: Well, again, it's a county responsibility to purge the voter rolls. So I suspect some counties are very much on top of that, and other counties just let it go. Right. Wouldn't you? Yep. 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 Uh, it's, oh, that's the that's same, same email. email. Okay, right. fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> and then um, one of our other emailers says, an interesting dynamic. The USPS, the Postal Service, has the oh. ability to use the $10 billion loan, which has been available for weeks, if not months. However, the Democratic-led House of Representatives with the media has promoted the Postal Service's need for $25 billion to keep them running. The political stunt on Saturday was a waste of time and money. Can you say photo op? Yeah, agreed. No argument there. One eight hundred seven. Really? Oh, we're we're in accord. Well, I don't know why the <laughs> the postal service has issues, all of which have been created by the new post, or some of which have been created by the new postmaster. Uh, all of which can be undone with the permission to do overtime, at least in the months ahead. When you know we're the timing is terrible to to do cutbacks well, you know, at a time when people are increasing the volume of the mail. But in any event, the uh, the fact is the post office does have enough money, well, and half the stuff that slowing the mail down was started long before DeJoy got in there True. anyway. And people were just talking about what a terrible guy he is. And did you notice he spent time in front of the Senate and the House and very little news came out of that. Right, because he, because he answered, answered his questions right. intelligently. He obviously has a grasp on how to run the department. Yeah. He, you know, so, but you know, the left-wing media isn't saying, gee, this guy's competent. They're talking about, well, he's a crony of Trump's. He's only in there because he was a major campaign contributor to Trump. Oh, Doesn't wait. mean he isn't Competent. We jump to conclusions. There's nothing wrong with the postal system that can't be uh, tweaked or adjusted that isn't or revised. Being adjusted. Right. Know, well, he did change. Did, did he suspend the overtime restriction? Uh, he said there would be no more changes. No now, more whether changes. he rolled okay, them back so no or not, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't think he went backwards. I think he just stopped the forward movement of his various changes. But, you know, can you identify for me, other than in front of the post office, where there is a drop mailbox in this area? Now, I'm sure there are some, but... You know of any? Oh yeah, there's one in Norrie along uh, Route 11 southbound as you're going through town at uh, Priestley Avenue. Isn't that near the post office? No, no, no oh, that's okay. a long way from the long post office. Long way from the post office. Okay, so there are a couple around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, not a not a lot of them. There's one in front of the courthouse. But in you know, so it's not like they were all taken away last week to suppress the vote. That's my point. I, I don't know of any taken away locally. I don't either. There aren't many. But Boy, there would be a be hue and cry away. if there were, because people depend on them. Well, mostly they're in front of the post office. I know in Sunbury there are several in front of the post office or beside it. Maybe it's a courthouse thing, too, because I know some other courthouses have a mailbox out front. And, of course, I have constant pickup and delivery at my house. All I have to do is put the flag up and let the mailman know I have something there that he's supposed to take. Well, that's not constant. That's once a day. Well, once a day. But oh, I, I see. Every you day. can go out there constantly and put uh, something, something in it. Something in it, right. Right. I use the flag in front of our house. Anytime it's not, I don't have to worry. I know when the pickup's going to be. It's roughly going to be around 1.30 in the afternoon. As long as I have stuff out there, I have confidence it's going to go. <laughs> now, unless the post office doesn't send the postman around to pick it up or drop off the mail, my mail isn't going to be slowed down, and most of the people in this country's mail isn't going to be slowed down. Why do down. you think the president has tweeted over the weekend to save the postal? system. Save it from what? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. 
I don't know that it needs salvation. It seems to be doing its job. I mean, I get my mail every day, as I told you yesterday, and you argued with me. My bills arrive at the same time every month. It's not like I'm getting letters from Aunt Hattie in, in Chicago well, every day anymore. The postal system is slowing down because of these changes, but that's expected. It's like the pandemic. You know, yes, of course, the COVID rates are going up because people are alive and out and shopping and how buying much, and eating. Do you realize how much the Postal Service has changed over the last 20 years since email came in? We don't send letters to each other personally anymore. The days of the scented envelope from your girlfriend are long gone. Thank heaven. My wife would have a fit. <laughs> she probably would. But, I mean, we, you know, we, we don't communicate that way anymore. My wife is a big texter. She's always saying to me, I need another thousand texts. So I'm always buying oh. her texts for her phone. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, and so I, I'm a big emailer. If I have something to say to you, I'm going to send it to you by email. I'm not going to put a 50-cent stamp on a piece of paper and mail it to you. I know. You know, so w- we, we were set up for a lot more volume than we currently have. And to say that they're slowing it down is ridiculous. It we is slowing the down. The mail is slowing down. You may not notice it, Joe, and that's fine. The fact of the matter is even... Uh, Postmaster DeJoy talked about the fact that mail does take longer. But one of the one of the statements he said is that uh, mail is taking longer than our um, there's like a suggested time. Our delivery rate or our delivery time is slower. Well, then you have to adjust the time, the expectation. You have to change it. So, but look at how it's changed. On I mean, time delivery is the phrase okay. he used. On time, yeah. On d- we're, we're not. He says we're not always doing on time delivery now. But I thought, well, you made up the system. On time delivery is what? But look at what's available now that wasn't available before. I send a package out. Or if I re- put return receipt requested on it, I can actually track that letter and find out when you got it, mm-hmm. you know, and get information back that you received it. Right. That that wasn't available. I can remember when you used to have to put it, if you wanted something to get across country in three days, you had to put an airmail stamp on it. We don't do that anymore. You don't even remember an airmail <laughs> oh, stamp, do you? I okay. do remember them, yep. I went out with a person-to-person phone call. So, I mean, we have so many different ways to communicate today, and the Postal Service should change. Its changes should reflect the diff- the declining amount of postage they get. I would say 70% of my mail is stuff I don't want. Right, now Flyers, ads, stuff like well, that. Well, can you that choose not to get mail? I don't know. Can you be left off the route? Well, if you don't, if you don't ever never file your address with the post office... Well, I, they pick it up from somewhere. Or, or it doesn't really matter whether you want it or not. Well, if I so send a letter to your house. so much of the stuff comes to occupant. It's my address. Right. You know, it not, isn't really for me. It's just something they sent out. Oh, Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. I should take a break, but I, I'm not going to make her call in and then wait. Go ahead. You're on the mark. That would be okay, Mark. There's well, nothing emergent about what next I have time. to say. But, you know, I, I became aware of the fact that here locally, and I live in Chemokin Dam, I could mail a letter to my neighbor next door, for whatever the reason, instead of walking it over. And do you know that they would pick that up and drive that piece of mail all the way to Harrisburg? (laughs) Yes, indeed. They would indeed. To to sort it out, (laughs) to drive it all the way back. And as an environmentalist, I just find that absurd. I can't believe that we couldn't go through and pull out the Shemokin Dams and the Sealands Groves and the Lewisburgs. Why are we doing that? Maybe no I one mean, looks at them. And this wasn't President Trump. This has been this way since I moved here that I became yes. aware of this. All the mail goes to Harrisburg, 
to be sorted and driven back. I, I think that's the silliest thing I've heard. Well, especially when you consider the fact that in Shemokin Dam, many residents have post office boxes. So it would just be a matter of the person taking it out of one bin and putting it in the post office box of the person who was it was addressed to. Maybe that person that you just said, maybe that person's no longer there. Maybe they've made a cutback. And that person that would initially right. look at the mail at the Shemokin Dam post the delivery office, maybe comes, that person's The delivery not there. comes out of Sealands Grove, so it would be simple to just take the mail mark for Shemokin Dam to Sealands Grove instead of taking it to Harrisburg. But you argued the other day that that created greater efficiency, that the post office... Well, because that efficient. person is gone. You know, the, pers- every, the thing you just described is a hands-on, but they want to get things down to Harrisburg so they can have a machine look at it and do all the sorting. The well, and I think <laughs> if they want to eliminate the overtime, then they need to hire more people. I get the game. You know, there's a game, and this game is highly played among certain sectors of our economy, that you keep a a lower number of people so that you force more overtime, which, of course, means more money to those employees, and where they have a pension, it increases their pension. So it's a double ding against the, the customer when you play this game. But to me, the answer then, if you have a, predict, a predictable weight of, of uh, work, right, is to just hire another person, which would then reduce the overtime. But what often happens is that the union for, fights against that because, of course, having the lower number of people pluses up the overtime, and that's how people increase their pensions dramatically. And, I, and I'll be fair. It's largely among government employees that this game is played, out at the prison, in the police department. I'm shocked at the kind of pensions that the police are getting. And believe me, there's a warm place in my heart. I have a thin blue line flag on my hill. But that to be embellishing, use, manipulating the system to embellish a pension, mm-hmm. that's really unethical in my Yep, you see it all the time. State troopers, you'll call in the morning, and and you know the you know trooper X will answer, and then you call at 7 p.m. Trooper X will answer, and you're like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Oh, I'm going to retire next year. I'm beefing up. I'm doing all the overtime I can get." Right. There, and I think that's an abuse of of the taxpayers. Do I think they deserve a pension? Sure, they do. And do overtime. I think they should manipulate it to soak me for more and more money? No, I think that's wrong, and it's wrong across all the sectors. It's wrong in public education. It's wrong in the government and federal government, and it certainly is wrong, you know, in, in ancillary departments like the postal service. My understanding of their financial distress lies in their uh, uber-generous retirement system. All right. Good point, Cindy. Cindy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565 is our open line. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, one of our listeners sends a note, says, What happened in the years 2003 to 2006? The post office was profitable. How much debt do they have? Uh, $160 billion, I think it said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they're not exactly in the black. That's okay. No. Uh, Dennis, thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Hi. Yes, good morning. My name is Dennis. I'm from Montgomery County. Uh, a couple of years ago, back to 2010 or 11, I met Joe Biden. I was working on the Vietnam bed. I was working outside the store, taking donations for disabled and homeless veterans. And I asked Mr. Biden if he'd like to make a donation. And he threw his hands to the ground and disgraced by veterans. And I wanted to let know any veteran out there that shouldn't vote for him. His sister had to come back and make an excuse for him. That's when he was with the Obama administration. And has done nothing for veterans. And my point being is, I'm not bad at Joe Biden. He has the right to do that. But the man is too old. And he, he, you know, he has problems in his mind, and he cannot run this country. I'm sorry, you know, and and I don't feel it's right that their vice president just to be a first term uh, lady from India, not medical lady. She has the right to come from where she wants. I'm sure she's a nice lady, but I don't think it's right for Biden and her to run. We have a great economy, and I'm not going to have this as animals in the street. And I'm I'm a, I'm a Vietnam vet. I'm not putting up with this garbage in the streets any longer. And these animals all over our streets. And I mean, what people are doing is wrong, and everybody needs to treat everybody correctly. And I, I just wish we could have a nice planet where everybody gets along. That's all. And uh, we need Mr. Trump in office. I mean, Joe Biden, the man needs to retire. He needs to go home with his family now. He's been through a lot in his career. And it's time for that man to retire. We can't have a man with a, a, a mind, you know, accidentally hitting the nuclear button and falling asleep on it. You know what I mean? We just can't have that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fall asleep and his yeah. forehead hits the button. <laughs> yeah. That would be bad. I'm um, serious. I mean, I'll be I honest. I know. I mean, he, he's got right now the mentality to run a Kool-Aid stand, not a country. Uh, did you say Kamala Harris is from India? Yeah, is that correct or no? No, no. Oh, she's, no, she lives she's in America. I, I, I'm not saying anything wrong about the woman. She's even a nice lady. She's from I'm the U.S. She's a U.S. Her family citizen. Was in India. The Indian people are good people. I'm not saying that. There you go. But okay. I don't feel it's right for Biden to, you know, take over the host, or you want to call it. Vice President. And I'm not knocking okay. the lady. Running, I'm running sure she's a nice lady. All right, we got you, Dennis. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. Thank you, sir. Take care. I appreciate that. one 800 line is open. Uh, Chris is on the line from Milton, Pennsylvania. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Well, the lady from Sealands Grove usually has some facts straight, but she really fails this time. <laughs> In your view. No, they're facts, Joe. I mean, Mark, they're facts. <laughs> you just assumed it was Joe challenging you, but go yes, ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Ed to Mark, as I say. <laughs> Thank but, you. Don't drag me into your little fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your name's Marcus, is it? Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> but I know you like to defend Sydney, Sydney but whatever. Uh, post office does not get overtime counted toward their pension. 
error number one. Error number two, the amount of gas used driving those letters around only is whatever the extra weight is in the truck, which is going to be driving there anyway for carrying local letters. So the gas is just about negligible, and it's a trip that's being made anyway, and it's the faster, more efficient, less man-hours way to sort it because of the high-speed uh, machines that the present guy's taking out for nobody quite knows what reason. And let's see, what, uh, and I'm not sure about federal prison workers getting, getting that deal either. I think that's uh, states and cops and it's a standard benefit for police getting the overtime pay. I'm not sure whether it applies to federal prisons. It might apply to state prisons, too, but I'm, I'm not sure of that. So practically everything she said about the post office is wrong. But the bottom line is she was really talking about uh, it seems inefficient. I think it just defies common sense to yeah. think that the best well, way to it sort it... defies common sense. I think I called up last time she or somebody else said that, uh, that the efficient way of doing uh, overnight delivery, everybody studied it. There's one efficient way of doing it. You send all the overnighters to one location, and right. then you send them all out. Right, that's the, that the, the FedEx model. That's the only efficient way to do it. Gotcha. That's how they all work it. And that doesn't seem really intuitive either. Why, this is only going into the next state. Why do I have to send it all the way to Chicago and back, you know, or wherever it is? It could be going to the next door. Yeah, if could you be FedEx. going next door. But that's the, the only efficient way to do it. They've, they, they've done studies, and that's what all the mathematicians and business people have decided. Right, and they can do it overnight. Yes. So all right. It's not all, and, oh, the, the new postmaster... I don't know, I'm, or the Postmaster General, uh, I don't know whether he came out unscathed through those hearings. He seemed, uh, I, I know the one woman asked him that's a very good uh, questioner, she hits, the, he, she hits essential things. He was saying these, they were plans that were already there and they were already being implemented and he didn't implement them. He didn't order them implemented. Well, that could and be. He asked. He asked. Well, who did order them implemented? Long pause. I don't know. Somebody before him, yeah. <laughs> but they weren't being acted upon until he got there. All right, we got and you, Chris. I'm saying that's just a coincidence. I mean, all sorts of businesses have all sorts of plans, but they don't necessarily start activation until somebody says, "Do it." Go. All right. Thank you so right. much, Chris. But he's and right. Who said Thank go? You. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but it just happened to start when he was there, but he doesn't know. Gotcha. Well, may, right. Not Thank every you, decision is Thank made you. at Thank the you. top, Chris. Some Thank of them you. were put Thank into you. place. If Thank the plans you. were already there, they could have been implemented at a lower level. I admire the guy for being honest and saying he didn't know. Well, and I think one of Joe's 
points is that the mainstream media didn't cover the hearing as much because so. it didn't it didn't result in him being blasted or having an egg <laughs> on his face so it didn't fit the narrative of the left-wing me- mainstream media I think it so didn't they didn't get didn't a lot of it. coverage just because it, it, oh, there's a lot of other it. things they hyped going. it they hyped it. oh this well, is going to be a bloodbath going to be a bloodbath this guy's an idiot right no argument there all right we'll be right back when it comes to car buying there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way the other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want the Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. we got two callers. Well, we'll give you a, a minute or so apiece. Dan's pretty succinct, and he is next. Good morning, sir. Oop, uh, wrong line. There we go. Dan, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Of the many things that President Trump has done, brought out last night, was get rid of the caliphate over in Iran and Syria. We no longer talk about ISIS. You know, years ago, a couple years ago on your radio before the president won, we were had problem with ISIS in this country. No longer have we have any problems with ISIS. And again, I say thank you, President Trump. So anything good that he's done, we directly attribute to him. Anything, all of his terrible behavior, we say, well, we're not really voting for him. We're just voting for Republican ideals, right? Well, he's, he, they make it sound like he's a terrible person, but I find him rather friendly. Everybody that deals with him finds him very considerate, like even Fred Keller said how considered he is of Fred Keller's family, and that was brought out last night. Very compassionate man on a personal level. You see the rough edge of President Trump dealing with the left-wing press who hates him. They'll do anything to take him down. So people like me, we see through that. And we see the compassionate, considerate President Trump. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Dan. Okay, you really. guys have a great one. You too. Appreciate the call. Uh, Eric, probably last caller of the day. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Thanks, gentlemen. Um, last night, the president talked about 12 more years. Uh, whether he said it tongue-in-cheek or not, uh, very, very concerning. Either he's going to disregard the Constitution or he doesn't know the Constitution. No, he's going to work with Don Jr. so that he succeeds him. He's he's talked about. He's tweeted about uh, and then this. And Don Jr. said uh, they're the, they're the uh, Republicans are the uh, party of church, work, and school. Now let's look at our two candidates. Who's the one who goes to church? 
who's the one who worked his way up through, whose father had to move because of a job and worked his way up through, and who had everything, the money handed to them, we think, because we still haven't seen any of the tax returns, and which party is more in for additional funding for public schools. The Republicans. Finally, just a last comment. Uh, <laughs> history tells us that in 1932, uh, Adolf Hitler was elected by a minority in uh, Nazi Germany. Uh, 16 years later, which would be four for Trump, 12 more, yeah, 16, that's right. In 1948, it was the next time they had any kind of democratic process in uh, Germany, only half of it. So uh, be warned, folks. What our current president is saying is really what he wants. Well, the only president who ever tried to become king was FDR. Four terms? That, but, of course, we know back then that was before the Constitution. It was, it was changed, fully, right. You know, I'm sure the president's aware of the Constitution and the fact that he's limited to four more years. Right, he doesn't mean so he's... He, so he just wants to ignore it. Is that it? He's not. I think he's pulling your leg and getting everybody all riled up over nothing. So, again, we don't know the truth because he lies so much. <laughs> As always. All right. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think the president means he'll go four years, then Don Jr. does eight years, so we'll get those the who will not see years. cannot see. This is News Radio 1070 WK. Okay, Sunbury, I don't see what you're talking about. <laughs>